el primero de mayo. <laughs> There comes a point in time where you have to talk about things you don't want to talk about. There comes a time where you have to talk about the truth and the reality of a situation, even though you might not want to. There comes a time where you have to expose the facts and call out propaganda, call out a narrative, or in this case, as y'all know me, a trash narrative. When you go through history, when you go through what's in your textbooks growing up, what's in your encyclopedias, you can be told one thing, ad nauseum, a lot. And then facts, documents can be told to you later that erases all the stuff that you were told before. And that's why for me personally, I identify so much with the documentary Exterminate All the Brutes because it does a wonderful job of exploiting the lies, the fallacies, the propaganda that was told of the creation of not only this country, but the world. But for some reason, people aren't really fucking with it like that. I've been trying to ask people that I know, family, friends of family, friends, if they've seen it. And more times than not, none of them have seen it. And that's why when I get my Chris Paul stuff thrown at me, I feel like every time I crack this mic and I talk about the point fraud, I have to go into Raul Peck mode. I have to exterminate the fraud. This man wins a playoff series. He sweeps a Denver Nuggets team. And he's getting all the credit. Devin Booker is the best player on the floor. Is dropping 30 easily. Is looking unstoppable. Is hitting the glass, getting dimes, showing you an all-around game. But the point fraud has to make it all about him. Mike Malone, who watched his team get swept, who couldn't figure out how to change up his pick-and-roll defensive coverage. That same guy has the audacity to just lob more propaganda out there as we're all caught up, well, not me, y'all are all caught up in the moment about the point fraud by saying he arguably could be or he might be the greatest point guard of all time. And there's no pushback. That's the funny shit. There's no pushback. Now, some of y'all youngins, I can understand how y'all could just let that rock. But some of you old motherfuckers, Y'all saw Magic. Y'all saw Zeke. You think this fraud is better than Irv? Are you fucking kidding me? You think this fraud is better than Zeke? And the point fraud buys into it. I have sat here on this pod and have laid out all the different examples of this man being a fraud. Yet and still, people are looking at me like I'm the bad guy. I'm not the one who circumvented the CBA to benefit himself and himself only. 
I didn't do that. The point fraud did that. I'm not the one that has routinely played dirty throughout his career. Kicking, punching, elbowing people in the nuts. I'm not the one that's flopping and is a notorious flopper. I'm not the one that tries to trip opponents. He did the shit in the Lakers series. He's still doing it. I didn't do that. He did that. But I'm the bad guy. I'm the one that's not getting it. I'm not the one that blew multiple 3-1 leads in playoff series as this alleged floor general, this greatest leader in all of sports. I didn't do that. He did that. I'm not the one that tricked off a team in New Orleans where three of the four members of that team that were the most important got chips and the point for all is the only one that doesn't have one. I didn't do that. I didn't set that in stone. He did that. I'm not the one that in college deliberately punched Julius Hodge in the nuts. I did not do that. The point fraud did that. And y'all are out here riding for that? If any of those things happened to any other player, it would be slander season 24-7. Troll season 365. But instead, it's the point fraud with the State Farm commercials that wears the HBCU gear, so y'all let it rock. Because y'all fall for the fraud shit. That's the setup. That's the jug. The man is a walking pyramid scheme. He sells you on the front end and never delivers on the back end. Now he's trying to sell you of this, this hard luck come out of nowhere story. Are you fucking kidding me? No one believed in him. He's worked so hard to get here. Was he not a top five pick? Are the Suns not a two seed? No one believed in him or them? He was washed two years ago. They thought it was done. What happened two years ago? You pulled that goddamn hammy. Because of the basketball gods. You watched your team go 0 for 27 from 3. And you couldn't go. Basketball gods. I can't believe y'all fall for this shit every goddamn time. This man. Took it upon himself. To change the rules. To change the rules of the collective bargaining agreement. He befriended LeBron. The same LeBron that he tried to pull his shoulder out a couple weeks ago. Same man, he was on a banana boat all them years ago with Melo and D-Wade and Gabby. Same man's. And that dude circumvented the CBA as the head of the players union to change the bylaws to benefit himself. But I'm the bad guy for calling that out. I should just shut up about it. I shouldn't bring that up. 
That's not newsworthy. That's just hating. Don't worry about what he's doing. Just worry about the fact that he can kill Capuzzo for four games. That trumps everything. Killing a fucking Capuzzo trumps the fact that he has circumvented the CBA for his own benefit. Killing Austin Rivers erases the fact that he blew multiple 3-1 leads as a clipper in Fraud City. Sweeping the Nuggets without Jamal Murray erases the fact that he pulled up lame with a hammy and never showed up again and sat on the bench slapping the chair on the bench while his team went 0 for 27 in a big spot at the crib. He's the real MVP. He's this, he's that. Do y'all know what the fuck y'all are watching? Seriously, do you know what y'all are watching? Oh, I took down some notes. I mean, we, 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 we ain't close to being done. This fraud, this, this fraud gonna catch it. This fraud gonna catch it. Hang on. Let me pull this shit up, because I made sure to take good notes. We took some good notes today. <sighs> so, Point Fraud says he was not highly regarded. He mentioned the fact that he had to play JV ball. Very much. I mean, it's a good thing he's on Jordan brand with that story. Because we know how Jordan likes to mention how, how he got cut from Varsity. So much so that he had the dude that was chosen over him at his fucking Hall of Fame induction. All right. So it's a good thing that the point fraud is on Jumpman. Because apparently that's how they give it up on Jumpman. That has to be the brand motto. Air out whoever sunned you back in the day. So I'm sure in a few years Zion will pull up with some random dude we've never heard of. That, you know, somehow, some way, with him being the largest man in this whole community, got him off of a team. So here we have the point fraud saying he was, he had to play JV ball. Hard luck story. Selling you that, that come up story, that grind story. Motherfucker was the second rated point guard in the country. Second rated point guard in the country. What? You gonna let this man tell them lies? Y'all support these lies. And this is what happened, because now in the annals of history, that narrative's going to be spun. You watch, you know, you know a point fraud doc is on the way. He already tapped his toe, put his toe in the water with that game changer shit on Netflix. He's already trying to pivot. He's got the stay farm shit. He's got that, that, that Q rating clout behind him. The point fraud is going to come with a doc. And he's going to sell that story that he came from nowhere. It was a grind. He was overlooked. He was too little, too small. He's going to sell you that hard-ass luck story when he was the second-rated point guard in the country. He was a top-five pick. And this team that he claims no one knew anything about or thought they had a chance is a fucking two-seed. What are we talking about here? The point fraud is selling y'all lies. When you get to tell your own narrative, that's how you can get it off. That's why it takes people like me, I guess, to be out here to be like, nah, bruh. Nah, you can't get that off. How are you going to cry after making the Western Conference Finals? It's almost like the, the Suns won the finals the other night. The hell is going on? It's legal in Colorado, right? And the altitude is high. Hey, look, man, there's a lot going on out there in Denver. The hell are they talking about? Like, they were taking victory laps. I thought some nip was playing. 
Like, they really was out here just acting like they had won it. He ran in the stands and he hugged his moms like, like I, I thought confetti was going to drop on the road. Was that their championship? Did the Suns win the chip? You would have thought they, I mean, look, dog. They were down 2-1 when AD was still healthy, bruh. And now that narrative has changed. Now, oh, Aiton was giving it to AD. Aiton was killing him in the paint. He gave up 34 to AD in back-to-back games when they lost. AD goes out. Braun is old. He's not the best player in the world no more. He's on a bum ankle. It was all she wrote. So they beat an undermanned Laker team. Cool story. Denver beats Portland. Two teams that don't have a chance of doing anything. Portland, because they're Portland, tricked off not being able to beat a Jamal Murray-less Nugget team. So now we got Jokic and a bunch of dudes, Aaron Gordon, who y'all got gassed off of at the trade deadline, Michael Porter Jr., who just loves to chuck his own shot. He's a bootleg R.J. Barrett. And now we're giving all the credit in the world to the point for our for beating up on Austin Rivers and a goddamn Capuzo who no one had heard of before the playoffs. Only if you're a basketball head like me that was that had to figure out well who the hell's gonna play now that Jamal Murray's out, I had to learn who the hell Capuzo was. But the vast majority of y'all didn't find out who that even Capuzo existed until the first round. A 30-year-old rookie? We're giving the flower. Y'all are giving all the flowers in the world to the point fraud for beating up a 30-year-old rookie and Doc Rivers' kid? This is who we giving the point fraud flowers for killing? Oh, he had only, what, five or eight turnovers and four games. Look who is... <laughs> Yo. Y'all keep falling for it. I don't understand why y'all keep falling for it. He has sold y'all a false bill of goods in these State Farm commercials. He has sold y'all a false bill of goods in nothing like he has the best interest of the players at heart by becoming the the president of the CBA or the the MBPA or whatever by changing the bylaws to only benefit himself. He has blown multiple 3-1 leads but yet he's called a floor general, a leader, coach on the floor, all this type of shit. Him and Monty Williams, they talked about it on TNT during the game. They had a falling out the first time around when he was in New Orleans because he didn't want to do what Monty wanted him to do. That's your job as the point guard. You're the coach on the floor, right? Coach says, run this play, you run that play. He didn't want to do that. Maybe that's why that team didn't reach the apex they were supposed to and damn near everybody else on that roster that meant anything went and got a ring somewhere else. The point fraud always has to have it his way. He has to be the reason why. That's why they go and they sweep an undermanned Nuggets team with D-Book ascending in the top five status and all we hear about in the post game is Chris Paul is arguably the greatest uh, point guard in, in the whole league in the history of the league and how all of a sudden now the point fraud is a hard luck story. When he was ranked second coming out of high school and was a top five pick in the NBA. Make it make sense. Y'all let him in.
who was a McDonald's High School All-American, ranked second in the country. Drafted top five in the first round of the National Basketball Association. Get on a live microphone and tell you he had a hard luck story and no one believed in him. Who believed in him when he was named McDonald's All-American? And that was back when the McDonald's All-American actually meant something. That meant something back in the day. Goes on to be a top five pick in the draft. Did no one believe in you then? Only four motherfuckers were taken in front of you. No one believed in you though, right? So you were McDonald's All-American when it meant something. No one believed in you. You were ranked second in the country at your position coming out of high school. No one believed in you. Top five pick in the draft. No one believed in you. Whole bunch of all-star appearances. Whole bunch of accolades. No one believed in you. (laughs) Y'all keep thinking y'all going to convince me otherwise by keep telling me what he's doing in the playoffs. I hope y'all know. I'll tell you right now. The Suns could win the chip. And I'm still on the point fraud's neck. You know why? The habitual nutheader got how many rings? Three rings. You see me getting off his neck? Have I gotten off his neck one ounce with three rings? Rings don't mean shit to me when it comes to that. If I think you're fraudulent, it don't matter how many rings, bro. You could you could have Bill Russell rings, bro. Phil Jackson rings, bro. It don't matter. Robert Ory rings, bro. It don't matter. So let the point frog go ahead and get one off. It'll be D-Book's chip, but let him go off and get a ring. You think that's going to stop me from calling him point fraud? Does him winning a ring invalidate anything I've said? Does it invalidate that he circumvented the CBA? Does it invalidate that he's blown multiple 3-1 leads as the floor general, the best leader in sports, as and the coach on the floor? Does it invalidate that he's now trying to sell y'all on probably a doc coming up that he's had a hard luck story? Does it change the fact that he's a notorious flopper and a dirty player? Does it change any of that? So why the hell... Would a ring stop me from getting on his neck and still calling him the fraud that he is? Y'all got me fucked up. 